You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. I think. But I, I need to make sure. Is this really Tim Talks? Is this really the I one I don't know. True... We started this so long ago, I have no idea. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's the one. Oh, I feel so much better. I thought maybe, you know... I'd made the wrong decision and gone to another podcast where they don't do well, that. Well, you know, I remember slurping one time, but I yeah. I could not remember what I actually slurped. But uh, <laughs> I know what it wasn't. <laughs> well, one time you did. One time you did. Yes, I did. I gagged slurped, the whole way through. Slurped. <laughs> I gagged through hey. that whole that whole podcast in 20 in 24 more episodes, I'm going to make you another cup of coffee. And for 1,000, I think you really should drink that on air. Yeah, for 1,000, on if video. you make me a cup of coffee, you'll wear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll man. do it for episode 10,000. Wow. Well, you'll be doing that one by yourself. <laughs> Well, yeah. What's the shelf life of a you'll podcast? You'll already be dead because you're drinking coffee. You're not kidding. I don't drink coffee, man. Kidding. I'm going to live forever. What's the shelf life of a podcast? Oh, I have no idea. The interesting thing is you can go back over and over. It all depends. It all depends if you give pablum or not. Whenever we have, yeah. When we have such rich, deep content. Now, I will tell you that. Uh, Current, current events podcasts. You know, I listen to mm-hmm. I listen to quite a few here and there, but whether it's yeah. uh, you know Shapiro or whether it would be um, you know somebody else or or even uh, uh, Denise really enjoys listening to uh, all the uh, president the 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 former president of the Southern Baptist yeah. Convention. Yeah. You know, he does some yeah some tremendous really takes, good. but. When you're doing He's current really events, good. when the current event isn't current anymore, it's like, eh, you, you know. Yeah. But whenever you're doing solid, meat, phenomenal things oh. like us, you know, like oh. like how oh. to do hockey rinks in your nursery, those oh, last yeah. forever. <laughs> Timeless. I mean, I mean, at any point in your life, one doesn't. Really help Come on. You can take that so many ways. Yes. And use it. That's right. The Bible I'll tell you what's word issue comes to my mind. <laughs> You're not worthy to unlatch it. <laughs> That's Timeless. That's timeless. That <laughs> laugh is timeless. It's it's quickly become a branding factor of Tim Talks. 
And I'm going to see if I can pull it out of the old archives. I think I'm going to interject right here if I can. Here it is. Yes, that's the 60-year-old woman who smoked her whole life. Dan Wolven's protege, his mentor. Oh, man. That's awesome. You know, here's what we're going to need to do. We need our listeners to provide, because we just don't have time, to provide the episode number where something that you want sort of uh, revisited. We can drop those clips in. Like, I could not tell you when the very first Smokio Rose was. I remember the whole discussion, but I don't remember the topic to find it in the podcast, you know? So things like that. What I'm... (laughs) It'll have nothing to do with, with the topic no, at it all. Won't. That's the problem. Yes. <laughs> it's just everything everything is so ad lib with us and so spontaneous. You just never know where it's coming from or where we're going. <laughs> um Yeah, ad lib sounds a lot better than spirit led. <laughs> well <laughs> we, here's we can't the deal. blame that upon so, the Lord, that's for sure. So we start out with comedic relief, then we get to serious. Then we end up with the, you know, the spirit leads in the middle there somewhere. And then we kind of close out with the, you know, I still question even then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, let's get spirit led and let's move on with our topic here of uh, assurance of salvation. And uh, great, great uh, topic. Very good. By uh, just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. JK. Uh, IDK sometimes, so it's helpful to have someone. <laughs> I, just, I just remembered we were driving through. <laughs> we were driving through this little town in West Virginia, and there was a hotel called the JKLM Inn. <laughs> Our boys talk about uh, that a lot. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Excuse me. <laughs> Awesome. So you'd mentioned on Wednesday about uh, three points in First John, the the test of you know real salvation. Let's let's start that off today. Go ahead and lead that off for us. Is your idea? Let me give you first shot. All right. Well, First uh, John, much of First John is written to re for us to be confirmed about the joy that we should have and the joy that's actually found in the scriptures and it's found in our relationship with Christ. So here's the first question that you need to answer. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 says, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whatsoever is born of God doth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in himself, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth his brother. So the first question you need to ask, is there that longing, that innate, that inward desire to do right? Because a, mm-hmm. an unsaved person maybe sometimes will do right because they're worried about getting in trouble or they're trying to improve themselves. But this 
as the word of God is preached, is there this desire of, yes, I want to do that. Yes, I want to be better. Yes, I'd like to, I'd like to give my life for God. Yes, I'd like to uh, do more uh, in missions. I would like to expand my life more. I need to read the Bible more. It does, is there a response there? Now, honestly, it may not happen every single service, but it should be happening throughout studies and Bible studies and uh, Sunday school classes and youth meetings and and church sermons. Is there ever any uh, uh, just deep longing and desire, yes, I want to do this for God? Yeah, I think coupled with that, there has to be that conviction of sin as well, that I, I feel bad when I've done wrong. And I can't let that go. I, I have a desire to want to make that right. And that, again, is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that convicting power of the Holy Spirit. There, there should be a, a thought come to mind or there should be an impulse of the heart that when there is a temptation to do something wrong, that you know, I shouldn't do that. There's someone telling me I shouldn't do that. There's something withholding me from wanting to do that. That's a clear sign as well. And uh, you're absolutely right, that that desire to live that clean Christian life. And by the way, that doesn't go away when you're saved. That should carry on your whole life. And you can sometimes, you're not losing your salvation, but you can become callous to sin as well. If you continue to do it without taking care of it, you can get a hard heart and, you know, continue on with that stuff. So a couple things that you need to look at in your life while you're living your Christian life beyond salvation. Yeah, so we're we're trying to if you are trying to discern am I saved? Are these evidences there? These are things that only you can discern and somebody else can't tell you yes or no because you know in your heart as the word is given whether it's just listening to somebody's testimony or whatever it is it is there that longing, that desire, that want, that yearning. Yeah, I, I want to do good. Now, you may not do it. You may leave church and go live the way that you used to live and you shouldn't be because you're away from the Lord. There, there's, other, there's other factors that affect our feelings. But uh, as far as this test, you using the word, to give this test, is there a response in your soul, in your spirit, to God himself of wanting to do right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a pure life is evidence of the Holy Spirit. And you're not going to be perfect, but you should be striving for perfection. You should be wanting perfection. We're never going to be perfect we can't in the flesh. We can't, but we can certainly strive and want to have that. Very good. What's number two? Second test that you are going to have to discern and use the scripture to discern is in First John chapter four and verse number seven. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. 
So uh, verse 13, hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. And so uh, that 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 second question you got to ask is, do you love the saved? Do you love the saved? This does not teach that if you don't love sinners, you're not saved. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says that God loves sinners, and we go to try and find sinners because God loves them, and God commands us to go find them. Uh, that's a real misunderstanding that people have. Is uh, I'll wait to get burden for the lost. I won't go soul winning until I get a burden for the lost. You ought to have a burden for Christ. Christ loves the yeah. lost, and so we should go get them. But uh, do yeah. you love the saved? All of them? <laughs> do you have to love all of them? Well, there there ought to be. There, there ought to be. There, there some. Because somebody is a Christian, you should be wanting in your heart to do something for them. Not just the pretty girls. Not just the handsome guys, you know. Uh, I think I want a Bible study with her, you know. No, that that there is something in your heart that you, you, you. It, the Lord speaks to you of you ought to help them. You ought to you ought to uh, the, you, you ought to um, um, maybe that widow needs her lawn mowed. That is there something there internally that God is speaking to you about that reveals a love to the saved. Yeah, here's my thing. Um, can you do something to them <laughs> if you love them? <laughs> Let's be honest. There are some Christians that make it really tough to love them, but we are to love them. And I told people, just because I love you doesn't mean I have to like you. <laughs> well, love has nothing to do with feelings. That's right. Um, I That's like what right. somebody said that, uh, you know, uh, feelings, uh, let's say feelings are the dividend that God pays for the investment of obedience. Yeah. I just thought of a great closing for today. Feelings, <laughs> nothing more than feelings. And it is nothing. It is it's nothing right. more than feelings. If you act That's on right. feelings, you're gonna you're gonna be a miserable person. Yeah, you are. You are. Um, and 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 the love we're talking about is the love of Christ, which you know looks beyond the fault and sees the need and understands that we're all just hunks of clay, and. Every one of us are undeserving of anything good, and it's only by the grace of God that we we have anything. So, yeah, loving the saints, and you're going to get upset with saints. You're gonna you're gonna maybe even quarrel with saints. Um, I've I've done that with my sister, and I love her. I've done that with my friends, and I love them. I've done that with my spouse, and I love her. Uh, my children, I love them. So that's going to happen. Um, when you have different personalities, different backgrounds, different training, different character levels, sometimes you're going to have some some disagreements and hardships. But in, when it comes to the end of things, we love Christ. We're going to be together for eternity, and we're and should be all working for the same cause of winning others to Christ. 
So that should put aside anything that would keep us at odds. You're right. You need to love the brethren. Yeah. Love you, man. And so chapter 3 says to lay down his life for the brethren. Uh, Other passages talk about uh, if a man see his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love of God in him? In other words, is there that response of somebody has a need at any time, a saved person, not because they're family, not because they're your best bud, not because they're BFF, uh, is there a is there a saved person that when you hear they have a need, something inside of you says, "Man, I'd like to help them." That is that is the the a test that yes, you you have been saved. Well, I'll tell you, it makes it tough though when your friends throw things at you like BFF. My big fat friend, like, you know, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm. I've lost a couple pounds, not not as much as I want, but you and your acronyms, you got the thing started. Now you've completely offended me and, and probably a large portion of our audience. LSG, <laughs> not MSG, not MSG. LSG. YJ. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last test? Okay. What's the last test of the last one saved, that is listed in First John is uh, in chapter five, and it says that. Um, let me look at it. Here we go. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. All right, so Mm -hmm. do you hate sinning? Do you love the saved? Do you obey Scripture? Now, um, that means I'm talking about when you listen and you hear the Word of God preached has there been, is there any time that you're, you're convicted to do something for the Word of God? That the Word of God has an effect and you want to obey it. You're seeking to launch out. You're seeking to do more. You're, there, there's that, that uh, stirring within your soul in response to the Word of God of, Yes, I, I, I want to really try to do that. Somebody preaches on something or maybe somebody teaches on something and, and, and you may not have gone forward, but there is a, there is a stirring in your soul. Yes, I, I want that. I want to do this. For, that's that response as the Word of God comes and you are wanting to obey that and, and obey, have that response because... Unsaved people do not have the Spirit of God, and the Bible says that no. that the Bible, yeah, they can memorize the Bible, they can uh, uh, examine the facts in the Bible, they can even look up and try to explain doctrines, but uh, they are spirit. The Word of God is spiritually discerned. In other words, there's this lock and key over the Bible to an unsaved person that. Um, that it becomes much more in the mind and much more cold 
but to the believer, a true believer, God unlocks the truth and it radiates out and and we grab that and desire that and yearn for that. And so that's that that's that third test. Yeah. I I I think many Christians struggle with probably that last point more than even the other two. And there's such a pressure on people today to participate in the thought process of the world, to cave to the ideology ideology of the world. Um, there is an influence in front of people every day through social media, and it's a tough thing today to be separated from the world and to acknowledge what is right with the Lord and what's right with society and its pressures. There's a lot, a lot of pressure on people today to cave to this world's um, idea of what's right and wrong. So if you're a young person today, TikTok is not your conscience. Instagram, Facebook, X, th- those are not what should be guiding us in what's right and wrong. The Word of God should be writing, uh, guiding you in what's right and wrong. And I find that there are many today that because they don't know the Word of God, they're not putting the Word of God in their hearts and minds, do struggle to find an overcoming of the things of this world. And when you've got Christ and you're living in his presence, it's easy. It's easy to see the world, and it's easy to want to peel that away from us as quickly as you possibly can. So, yeah, great test. All right, great test. yeah, great so let me— let me just explain once again these are not performance tests these are not tests mm-hmm. to see am i doing it's am i responding is that response because it, we've looked at you know that god is greater than our heart does our heart condemn us or does our heart condemn us not and so this is what we're seeking this we're trying that response that is there. An unsaved person does not listen to preaching and saying, wow, I want to do this for God, because we don't know the Lord. We cannot love the Lord. And and if we love the Lord, if we know the Lord, we love the Lord, there's a desire to keep his commandments. Now, the growing up and the maturing process is the performance of these things. But the, the, the inception, the, the realization, these things are confirming in my heart that I have trusted the Lord. I'm not saying you do these things without ever, without ever a remembrance of, of even making a commitment to Christ. But these, for people that are wondering, I got saved or I thought I was saved. Maybe I was saved. I don't know. Uh, I, I prayed and asked the Lord to save me again. And then like six years later, I was doubting again. So I prayed again and then I prayed again. Th- th- these things are to confirm and to help us to know, look, that evidence is there within your own heart. Your heart is responding Maybe not strongly because you're not walking with the Lord, but regardless, these three internal evidences, not performances. There you go. That says it all. And that is the time we have. So there you go. We'll wrap it up Friday. 
bring your conclusion to I'm saved. I think, I hope, I'm not sure, but I want to be. And we'll bring that to conclusion. Till then, I'm Al Stone. I am your man for this hour, for whatever need you have. Let me help you. I'm here. There you go. Al Stone is my BFAW. Wow. Best friend for a while. (laughs) (laughs) See, what would be... Let's see. Let me read this out. Best friend until I find another. (laughs) B-F-U-I-F-A. Al Stone is my B-F-U-I-F-A. So God bless you. Oh, yeah? Well, let me give you this. (laughs) You won't find another. (laughs) Well. I'm just going to go right to the full Hence our friendship for 42 years. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been one-sided for much of that. <laughs> That's all right. I, I, part of its I friendship. can bear it. I can bear it. That's okay. Part part of its friendship. Part of its pity. <laughs> <laughs> it's the love oh, of the man. brethren. You know how dwell how how can you see your brother? How do I love and and not have pity on him? That's what it is. So. That's right. You're just a good Christian. Yeah. How do I lo- how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Uh, uh, <laughs> one, two, three, we're out of here. <laughs> Sign off, would you? Sign off. Thank you. That's Dan Wolven from North Columbus Baptist Church with a brand new roof. <laughs> we'll be back on Friday. Please, please come and find out what happens next. If you don't, you're really going to miss it. This is Tim Talks. Have a great day. eh? We'll be back on Friday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.